If someone you love is struggling with their mental health, you don't have to struggle alone. Call or text 988 to get resources and support from trained crisis counselors who can help you help them. 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Hope has a new number. Hey everybody, it's Joe Trippy, and welcome back to That Trippy Show. We've got a ton to cover this week, including hopefully some more questions from listeners if Alex lets us get there. Alex, where do you want to start? Joe, I know we sound like broken records here, but it's really hard to ignore what's been going down in the last week. The Republicans just won't let January 6th and the big lie alone. The RNC came out, and I think this was like in the official, some official communication from them describing the insurrection as, quote, legitimate political discourse, which is really all we need to know, right? I mean, it, 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 it's like, does, does the average American voter even notice that kind of stuff? Because it seems like that's a pretty big deal what they came out and said. Uh, look, I think uh, uh, that we still have a lot of people who aren't paying attention to this stuff. Uh, and... and and so when they do things like this, it, 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 I think it does wake up some more people. I mean, more people do, you know, it, it is covered. Uh, and this, this one was pretty out there. Uh, and you even had, you know, a lot of uh, authoritarian Republicans announcing, denouncing this. So, um, you know, I think, yeah, every, every time uh, one of the, the, particularly when the RNC does something this incredibly um, just, nuts it 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 does matter it does help but the, look we've this has been gone over and over and over uh for the last three or four days but i think it is significant enough that uh you know i i think uh mark elias said it best you know once citizens lose their sense of outrage democracy is doomed when we tolerate less free and fair elections in order to achieve political victories a vital part of democracy is lost for good. And here's a national party declaring that the insurrection, please stop calling it a riot, the insurrection on January 6th, a failed coup attempt led by the sitting at the time president of the United States, who was a member of the Republican Party, uh, uh, is calling that legitimate political discourse, the violence, the deaths that were caused. Uh, it's just, uh, I, I think it, the, the Rep Democrats, Republicans, independents who hear this and can, and are not inside the propaganda bumble, bubble and the outrage machine um, would, would, I hope, uh, have a sense of outrage about this. Well, it's interesting hearing kind of the other big Republican names right now, how they're trying to kind of wrap their heads around this. And we'll get more into some of the big lie stuff later. But you look at Ted Cruz, Rubio this week, but Mike Pence's reaction to this has been really interesting. What do you make of it? I think the walls are closing in on a lot of them. I think a lot of this is totally an obvious defensive, you know, uh, uh, again, they're not backtracking so much as saying, um, that, you know, like Cruz saying it was a mistake to refer to January 6th as an insurrection and trying to clean that up. Who He was trying to clean it up um, because he still 
wants he, he still wants you know thinks that he can run for president um, if only we call it a riot and and that it was you know that he misspoke uh, you know Pence did say out loud Trump was wrong um, but look I think a lot of this is evidence of from the um, select committee is and other places other news reports are starting to make it real clear that it was a failed coup attempt um, and that it, it, if you played a role in that, you want to you, your only thing you can do right now is do what Pence said out loud. You know, I just think it's a you know, you, you see this. It's a very mixed response. Uh, and, and I think, you know, the, the, the base still believes the big lie. And it's good that Pence and others are 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 speaking out. But I think the reason they're speaking out is because this is getting too hot. Um, and some of the smarter Mitch McConnell, um, I think, is starting to realize that enough shoes may drop that you don't really want to continue down this path. But they're not going to be able to turn um, their base away from this path. And that in the end means they'll all be there. Uh, they'll all be there uh, supporting the big lie one way or another, and uh, and praying uh, that they can get through November 22. And guess what? If Donald Trump runs f again for the presidency, you can bet Mitch McConnell and everybody else that's out there speaking out about it right now will be there supporting Trump because there's they just there's just no way out for them. As I've been saying for a long time, the party or what used to be the Republican Party is now, you know, basically hostage takers and hostages. And, um, you know, Pence is a, is a, is a hostage, uh, but he's surrounded by hostage takers. And, we're, and when you look at the House, you're down to maybe two, Liz Cheney and, and Adam Kissinger, who are, who are hostages. And, and, you know, and Kissinger's not going to run for re-election. He's been, you know... Uh, uh, out, you know, his district's been taken away and uh, uh, or doesn't exist the way it was. And uh, and I'm not sure he could have won, even if it had been the same district, given um, the base of the party right now. Yeah, well, it, it you get into the big lie a little bit. The one thing that uh, the other thing we saw this week, there was a really interesting article, 538's teasing a, a new study they did, but really talking about how much deeper this all goes than just the, the, the concept of the big lie. Anything there interest you? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it, it it shows what a lot of us, you know, already know is, you know, that a third of America believes the election was stolen, um, and so when you 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 look at you know within parties, you know that the you know you've got a party that like sixty seventy percent, again, the base of the Republican Party believes uh, the big lie, uh, and you know, and, and the, their studies showed that even when those who believe in the big lie are confronted with evidence that counters it, their beliefs don't waver. And you, we've seen this too. I mean, you can't, it, there's no, they're, they're in the outrage bubble um, and the disinfo bubble. And they, they, they have like, they just sort of repeat talking points and do not move off their belief in the big lie. I think the, the thing that's more, scary about a lot of the, you know, some of the polling and stuff though, is, 
Yeah, you know, like 20% think that, you know, that we we should resort to violence. They say we resort to violence, uh, you know, to to put the, the, the right leader in place, meaning Trump. Right. And, you know, and, you know, that's a, politically, uh, vote-wise, that's a small number. Uh, but the more leaders of this party continue to push the lie, uh, continue to call it just a riot, you know, and, and, and play it down, that's a pretty significant group of Americans. And they, it's really interesting when you cut those numbers down. I've seen polls where like uh, uh, half of them say, yeah, and I will take up arms to, to you know, consider it, doing it to, to right the, the wrong that's been done. And, and another large group who say, yes, we need to resort to violence, say things like, well, I'd let other people do it. Uh, I wouldn't participate. But, you know, so even if it's 10 percent, like that's that's like, you know, a lot of people. And yeah. um, and it's a, I think that's why we we've got to swamp in 2022. I mean, really turn out in large numbers to because I think um, almost no matter what the outcome is, um, you've got I don't see how we can doubt that Trump um, would would try to incite. Uh, and he's, he's saying said he's, so. he's, he's, he's saying say, he's going to pardon him. Yeah, no, yeah. It, no question. And by yeah. the way, we're not even we don't even have time to get into the gazpacho thing. Or I think I saw yeah, that Trump do. was literally he was leaked. eating. Yeah, but he was eating documents. That's a way funnier story. Then, well, then gazpacho. Well, look, I mean, um, again, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene goes out and says Nancy Pelosi is, you know, in her gazpacho police, which I think is a good thing because I agree with some of the chefs out there that, you know, people are putting some, you know, some stuff that really doesn't belong in gazpacho in gazpacho. So I, I think it's Watermelon. not a bad idea. Yeah. I think it's a, not a bad idea to, to, to name one of them. Um, the, 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 you know, the chef, the gazpacho chief, of uh, 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 the gazpacho police, but, uh, you know, look, it's not funny. I mean, the reality is, uh, she said that, it, you know, that Nancy Pelosi had, was, you, you know, ha had the gazpacho police. She meant the Gestapo, uh, Hitler's Gestapo. Uh, the fact is, one's idiocy and the other one's not true. In fact, both of them aren't true. So, um, uh, I, but I, again, I think one of the things I think I'm starting to rethink, I, I'm definitely... Look, the whole fight here is democracy versus the authoritarian movement um, that seeking to destroy our democracy. I think, you know, take Marjorie Taylor Greene, take Madison Cawthorn, take Trump. The, the Boberts of the world. Yeah. Yeah, the Boberts. And, and start to basically say, look, we all know there's something wrong with them. Listen to them, you know, play, play their, what they're saying. In, in sequence um, and go, you know, they're, they're just not right. I mean, you can't let the not right folks gain a majority in the U.S. House of Representatives. You can't. I mean, you know, if you think, I mean, that will be the end of our democracy. Uh, I mean, aside from their authoritarian views, uh, th there is something really bonkers about the, the people who are speaking out inside that party right now. 
Well, and I think we, we should be, we do saw that, that work, right? We saw that work in 2017 in Alabama. We got just enough and, you know, skin right. of our teeth for Doug Jones. But I mean, that was a hard fought millions of dollars fight that not a lot of people are willing to have right now. But you're right. It, it, it's got to happen soon. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's one of the things, I, again, why I joined the Lincoln Project, because they're not a, 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 a afraid to 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 call these people out. But I do think it may be one of the things is to change the theme a little bit and just really call them. I think every American, if they saw what she said, would go, what the hell was that? And so I think, you know, you know making people think along those terms, there's something really wrong here. These people have lost their minds and there there's something really not right with them. Um, and I think that does work, too, because none of them are come out of a true conservative heritage or vision um, that any of us have seen in the Republican Party, whether we agreed with it or not. Nothing. None of them are actual uh, conservatives uh, in that sense. Well, and if you look at kind of the, the different archetypes of the people that the GOP are running out right now as candidates, on the one hand, you had the DeSantis's of the world with the, who's pushing that don't say gay law in Florida this week, which who knows if it's going to come back and haunt him. Definitely want your take on that. But on the other hand, you've got your Glenn Youngkins who are trying to do a really good impression of kind of a mild manner, not too crazy, kind of that I, we, we call them this week a, a sweater vest authoritarian. But which it seems like the Republicans haven't made up their mind which which side they want to yo-yo to. Well, they can't yo-yo to it. I mean, the the, you know, the fact is, it's the DeSantis's. It's all the people who will be out there trying to out-Trump each other to get his support, get his get and get the nomination. Um, Yunkin didn't have to to do that. It was in the dark, you know. It was a, it was a, a convention pick in one day, essentially, um, and there was no moving over or anything. And he, he was able to avoid that. He still puts the vet, the sweater vest on, but he's doing crazy things um, mm -hmm. and being, you know, just as authoritarian. There's some of those that are going to pop up. And I've said this before uh, that, you know, my the, the one that, that's, that, that that I look at and worry about is J.D. Vance in Ohio. Um, but I don't think it's working for him. I mean, I think I thought, you know, he could move and do the Trump, 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 authoritarian, crazy stuff. And then, you know, do what Yunkin did. But I think the primary right now looks like it's killing him. Um, and so, look, I think in the end, it's going to be a whole basket of Marjorie Taylor Greens, Jim Jordans, Mo Brooks uh, 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 and, and others like that, of that ilk that have even again, when you look at in the Senate with Herschel Walker and Dr. Oz is uh, as, as crazy as they may be as nominees uh, for the Republican Party. We know about them right now because, you know, everybody's still focused too much, I think, on on sort of big, you know, big name Senate races. Uh, and we need to. I, I don't mean it that way. I don't want to ignore them. But but what is being lost right now is any understanding of exactly how crazy the House nominees, potential House nominees look to be. They are on a scale off the charts, you know, more Marjorie Taylor Greens will be out there 
running for it. And that's why, by the way, I think that the, whenever you look at these generic polls, oh, generic Republican versus a generic right. Democrat. These are not generic yeah. Republicans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like great. Right now, everybody's like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, they may be picturing in their heads someone in a sweater vest, you, you know, uh, 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 but but when they actually uh, when you actually compare the two candidates that will be running in a district, they're not going to be able to hide it. And Trump will be out there endorsing them and things. So I think I think the whole generic polling numbers right now are just throw them out there. You know, they they do not measure what really is going to happen. It's the same thing with 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 Biden's approval numbers. Yeah, they're low. Uh, but compared to to what? And we can talk about I think they're going to improve. But compared to who and what? Um, if if Trump runs again, uh, yes, it's does. I'm not saying it's over. It's going to no, we're going to have to fight like crazy to make sure he's not in the White House again. But but when you put two people there, there's going to be a shift in those numbers. And I really think the more people focus on democracy, focus on how crazy these people are, uh, the 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 more it's going to become. I, I'm not even sure we have to focus on how crazy they are. It's something I think we should do. But in the end, it's going to be obvious, just like it was in 2010, you know, where they lost three or four slam dunk Senate races because they had crazy Tea Partyers uh, saying nutty things. So you just touched a little bit on what you thought of some of the recent polling and Biden's approval numbers. Is it possible, and I think I think I know your answer to this, that the worst is over for Biden, especially with COVID, seems like we're turning a corner again. I know we've said that before. Good economic numbers, inflation hopefully kind of calms down a little bit. So are we through kind of that 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 trough that we that you said we were going to see? Yeah, I mean, look, I think everybody, you know, like I said, if you ask anybody, how, how do you feel about your life right now? It sucks. I mean, because of COVID, uh, you know, I mean, I don't think people are in a, you know, in a, yeah, everything's great mood, right? Regardless of who the president is. I mean, there's things going on that are tough out there for people. And a lot of them are, are struggling every day just to just to, with the reality of their lives right now, trying to eke out from paycheck to paycheck. It, all, all those things are true. And they are seeing higher prices for gasoline and, and food. Um, so, I mean, that's all real. It's also caused by COVID, the lack of, you know, the supply chain trying to get back up um, and things like that, that I think are going to get much better by November, much better. Uh, uh, and also, yeah, inflation is is uh, uh, rising too, obviously. Uh, and a lot of that is twofold. I think, you know, there's a there's a reason stock prices are going up. These corporations are reporting repeatedly uh, record earnings or strong, strong earnings. And all the CEOs, when you listen to them on these calls, uh, on their earnings calls, they're talking about how they're able to raise prices in this inflation, you know, and, and blame it on inflation, essentially, is what they're, if you listen to them, what that's what they're really, really saying. So they're, they're out there raising prices, saying it's supply chain or whatever uh, it, that, that, that are causing them to have to raise prices, uh, which also means they're getting record earnings, which makes the stock price go up. Uh, so here's the thing, though. When you look at the numbers that were released, uh, uh, the interesting thing is what's been driving a lot of uh, one of the big factors was the increase in car prices. 
And it actually turns out that in this report, the the uh, growth in, in car prices was nowhere near what it's been each month. In fact, it was almost near zero. Uh, and it's about to get better, too. Yeah, right. So I think well, that, that that's a leading indicator, I think, that this may that even inflation may start to improve in the next, uh, you, you know, in the next uh, quarter. Uh, and if that happens, so if you have COVID, uh, Omicron, um, the wave passing, um, if the economy is actually is really strong, um, not getting reported that way. Also, I think there's always been, you know, no matter how hard, how strong the economy is, I've said it before, everybody feels those when they go to the gas pump that it's costing more. Um, but in the end, and by the way, some of the stuff that's going on, um, Russia and Ukraine is causing gas prices to go up, uh, uh, fuel prices to go up because of the uncertainty. Uh, so if that gets resolved, uh, and who knows if it will, but it would be uh, big for Biden if he if it does get resolved. If that gets resolved, if COVID is moving uh, uh, past us uh, and the economy is strong and inflation numbers are starting to go down, I think people are going to have a more positive outlook. And I think Biden's uh, approval ratings will, will go up. The other thing, though, is I still think we're, we're dealing with old numbers. I don't think, I think that be, because things are so polarized, you're going to see they're just, you know, the days of seeing a president with 55% approval ratings, no matter who he or she is, are not going to happen for a long time. I think this is there's a narrow band because of how polarized things are. Right. How uh, that that you know it's a narrow band. Maybe it's 43 to 51 um, that you're going to float in between. And you know, so it, you know, does Biden get up to 46, 47? Also. I'm not sure Biden's approval is going to matter as much as Marjorie Taylor Greene the third is in your district running against a a strong Democrat um, common sense Democrat. Uh, I think when it's when it gets to those those you know if these things improve and that's the fight, democracy is going to win. So I mean, Joe, you've been saying a lot of that for the while, but it seems like the redistricting math is kind of backing you up on this. I've been saying that the big shift that was supposed to happen uh, with Republicans gaining ten seats just from drawing the lines, you know, was was wrong. Um, that it just it just is not materializing. You have new lines now been adopted in in three hundred and one of the four hundred thirty five House seats. Uh, Biden won 173 of those 301 seats. I mean, that's uh, and that's up from when he won, you know, in 2020, he won 167 of the 300 on one of those same 301 as their current lines are before they've been changed. Those are big shifts uh, in Illinois. Biden's up two seats. Trump's down three in Michigan. Biden's up one. Trump's down two. Trump seats are down two. In New York, Biden up two. Trump seats down three. Texas, Biden did lose one. Trump gained three. So you know there, that's going to happen not too. The shul- but that's yeah. not the shellacking we thought it could have been because yeah, they not were already so gerrymandered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to gain. I think they're going to be more when this is all over. They're going to be more seats that Biden won that have been created by redistricting and fewer seats that Trump won. And then you add in the crazies. Uh, that are trying to out-Trump each other in those battleground districts, 
And I think Democrats have an outstanding chance of holding on to the House. And I'll keep banging that drum because I believe that's the truth. So what should the message be? Look, I think it's got to be Democrats need to deal with where people are and understand how how tough it is for people out there and be leading the charge on getting past COVID and leading the charge on making clear that what is happening in the economy is because of what Democrats did without a single Republican vote. And that who the people that are holding us back on both COVID with their anti-vax, anti-mask, and the economy uh, failing to agree uh, for a single vote on any of the econo- on the on the Biden economic agenda, that's who what this fight's about. And we need to make that front and center. And I think um, if we do that. And, and, and part of that is making it clear to people that it's the Republicans that are that and their uh, obstruction that is holding the country back. And and not only that, their only one mission is to is to stop people from voting, to make it tough uh, and, and to set rules in place that allow them that they've learned from the failed coup how to make 2024 a successful one. And so I think that's the, the thing. This is that Biden has been pretty damn successful and he had did it without any Republicans joining a, 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 a president who really wanted to reach across the lines and find Republican votes in the Senate. He could find none. That That's not Joe Biden's fault. That's a authoritarian party that would rather see the country fail because they think that would be good for them. And that's like really sick, particularly when there the number of lives that got lost during all this because of their misinformation and continuing to pound even, you know, I mean, just insane conspiracy theories about everything, COVID, the economy, uh, uh, you know, I mean, and now they're, Many of them are arguing that we should let Putin uh, take Ukraine. Like, why Why don't we understand uh, his side of this? Like, they're taking Putin's side? I mean, a Republican? Uh, uh, th- th- what, what? I mean, just that's what I'm saying. There's something not right with these people. All right, Joe, take us home. Thanks for listening to that trippy show. One of the things I'm going to do in the coming weeks is let Alex explain a little bit about who he is uh, since he won't find, he, since he tricks me about questions uh, from you guys, uh, I think you need to know who who Alex is and, 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 and why he's on this show. Um, since, you know, he has gotten very, very sharp. I will point that out. I do want to give a quick update about the union. Thank you to everyone who has joined and invited a friend so far. We're at nearly 40,000 signups and are already starting to connect volunteers to the places they can do the most good. You'll be hearing more about the union soon. Again, it's uh, jointheunion.us. Please go there and check it out. Tell your friends to join. It's a big pro-democracy coalition of individuals and groups uh, who understand there's only one issue on the ballot this November. It's our democracy and our efforts together 
to protect, preserve, and save it. Don't forget, please subscribe to That Trippy Show and leave a review on Apple or wherever you listen. And please do share it with a friend. By the way, we are not on Spotify any longer. We are Neil Young fans, even Alex. You can always send us a question to thattrippyshow at gmail.com or leave us a question in the reviews on iTunes. See you next time. Keep fighting, everyone.